Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, simple project reporting guidance. And we got something special for you today. Here we go. Before we start off today, we've got to tell people, because they're going to hear the audio quality, it's going to be different. Yeah, sorry and, about that. Yeah. Well, I'm not, because we got yeah. an audience today. An audience. It's the first time we've ever done it. We're at a conference, and we have not only attendees of the conference, but folks who've come in who aren't at the conference to participate in this first ever podcast public, recording. Public podcast, right? Absolutely. So hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, cool. Okay. That's so, cool. So that's, that's the first. <laughs> Has there ever been any voice? Uh, I guess technically John Locke. The interview John, John Locke. Yeah. We had John's voice on, but otherwise it's just been you and me. So, so yeah. So, this is cool. So pretty cool. So We're folks, glad you guys so, are here. So, so yeah. I apologize for the, the lack of the audio quality, but this is going to be fun. So please uh, bear with us. Today's topic I find kind of interesting because it seems, I don't know, a little simple, right? Something we've, we've talked about before. It's kind of one of those kind of standard things that great managers do. But yeah. they don't, right? Yeah, so, they don't. So I feel sometimes that we're, we, we insult people's intelligence, but we, we got to talk about it. It reminds me of the story that you shared with me one time about, remember the, the executive at that consulting firm right, who had the right, problem with yeah, the admin? Yeah. So why don't yeah, you share so that real quick? My favorite story about managers struggling with basic stuff, right? Day-to-day things. And that, this is really... It's probably one of the key thoughts that you and I have had in terms of how manager tools actually came to be, because it was one of those things where I knew it had happened. Once he said it, I was like, oh my God, that's happened 20 times before. But the previous 20, I did not know there was any pattern. I don't know, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? So I'm facilitating a week-long strategy process for a multi-billion dollar strategy firm, consulting firm, right? Uh, I've been, I've been, uh, been there all week. And during one of the breaks, the CEO, my client, asked for time alone with me. Now, we had just been discussing what to do with $90 million of capital investment. And I'm thinking, you yeah, know, we're, we're doing budget, we're doing right? right? Well, yeah, it's 90 million bucks. It's not trivial, right? But no, he comes up to me and goes, dude, I totally have a problem. Okay, maybe he didn't say dude. He says, I- I've got a problem with my admin. She's not doing some stuff right. How do I handle it? Okay, it's and like I remember, a billion dollars. It, it's CEO, like literally yeah. the ultimate professional non sequitur. Oh my God, I thought I was going to get this, and now I'm over here in a completely different place. And I'm sure I went something like, what? what, what? You know, what was that? But that helped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I said, oh, well, here's what you do. And what was funny was afterwards, he goes, that wasn't hard. And I'm like, yeah, it was a lot easier than like $90 million worth of investment, right? He just was surprised that it was so easy. And of course, he's a smart guy. I mean, way smarter than me. And in his mind, that problem was hard. Whereas the decision about where to invest the money, he'd already made a decision. He just wanted his directs to come around to where he was going to end up. And to me, in that moment, it's like, okay, this guy doesn't know the basic stuff, right? Even CEOs have managerial challenges. Sometimes they're simple. Uh, Sometimes they're small challenges. Sometimes they're basic. Whatever word you want to use that isn't strategic or isn't fundamental. And... They're real, right? People are dealing with them. And, you know, we talk at conferences about the fact that, you know, Leonard Whiteman, the best manager I've ever known, frontline guy, right? But CEOs are managers too, right? They're all managers after a fashion. Yeah, there are some that are expected to do leadership stuff, but the fact is they're all managers. I'll give you a perfect example. People ask, or, or, or they, they should ask, maybe I should say it, what's the best way to assign work to somebody to a direct and make sure they get off to a good start? 
And it's funny because you're like, well, okay, everybody knows that. Yeah. And then you catch yourself sure. and go, yeah, sure. oh, no, you yeah. wouldn't be asking if everybody knew that, yeah. right? Every so time we say that, that, we're like, yeah. no, no. Yeah, no. Everybody, yeah, so sharp managers know to definitely worry about the beginning. And they also know, effective managers know, choosing to be a little bit more assertive with somebody's reporting on a project without the manager getting into the details is the way to assert oneself without, again, without getting into details. And it gives you a lot of insight into how things are gonna go. And earlier, earlier, more frequent reporting is definitely the way to go. All right, so we wanna start off this project well. All right. What do we do? What are, what are the key points? This is manager tools, so we have a list. Six things. Only six? six. Things, wow, right? that's um, Number one, and this is a strong word for me, embrace <laughs> oh, embrace. early, frequent, and even daily reporting. And too many managers miss this, that it's okay to ask for more frequent reporting than normal. If somebody says, well, weekly reporting during a one-on-one, or weekly is kind of the standard reporting criteria or, or frequency, and we say no, go to more frequent reporting early in a project to make sure you're right. on track so you get earlier warning if in fact there's a problem. Don't wait a week to find out nothing's been done. So, your, so your, problem, your, your, your concern is the word Embrace, right, because I know you like early, frequent, and yeah. daily reporting. Yeah, right? so I, I guess what I'm asking people to do is to recognize, to don't think of it intellectually, but actually to embrace it, to try it, see what happens, and you'll discover you get a lot more early warning, and you get a lot more chances to give a lot more positive feedback in the event a lot of deadline, yeah. early deadlines are being met. Good. Second thing is, okay, after that initial period, you plan for twice week re weekly reporting in the next week. So in the first week, you got daily reporting, the next week you go to twice weekly, so maybe Wednesday and Friday, or Tuesday and Thursday, or something like that. Then number three, you go to weekly reporting when success warrants it. You could almost call this the, the Chinese proverb task, Chinese proverb cast, which is beginnings are delicate times, right? Don't let a project get a week or two weeks behind right in the beginning, particularly if it's only a 12 or 13 week project, right? If you're, if you're two weeks behind on a 12 weeks project, that's 15% behind immediately. God, the chances of that project being a problem it go way, way, way up, up, right? Yep. Number four, if things are going well, we want to slow down reporting or, or go to at least go, go to weekly. But on the other hand, when deadlines are missed, we want to increase reporting frequency. This is not getting down to the details of the work. This is saying, I want you to report more frequently, and that's my way of taking your temperature more often. I, I, I don't want to do a full exam, but I'm going to take your temperature just to make sure. Okay? Number five, we're going to ask the direct to develop the plan that we start with based on these guidelines. And I, I put that later because I wanted to cover the reporting first. But basically, when I assign work to you, if you're my direct and I assign work to you, I said, you come up with a plan for how we're going to get from week zero, day zero, to week 13. You come up with it. How many steps do you believe are, is it 24 steps or is it 85 steps? And then make sure they know, here's the way I want the reporting to go. I want daily reporting the first week. I want bi-weekly reporting the next week. And if you earn it, let's go to weekly right. reporting after that. And it, because it's the direct's plan, it can still be our reporting, my reporting as a manager. And that's the way you find the balance between micromanaging people, which is a, a big joke often, and, and not, ha not doing anything at all. We insist on the reporting rather than on overseeing the actual work. Reporting will tell you what you need to know, okay? And the last step is obviously, it probably goes without saying, but we've said it before. <laughs> yeah. when, when they do meet deadlines, then obviously they deserve positive feedback as well. Now, your first part, Embrace the early, frequent, daily reporting. Now, this is one that drives me daily. absolutely nuts. Because folks, a lot of folks who've been listening for a long time know that I ran a large program management organization at right. the time. And my experience has been, what happens in the beginning, in a project, for example, folks are, they're, they're, they're confident, they're excited. And so what they do at the beginning 
is they underreport, right? Yeah, they, I got so much work to do. Right, I'm going to so, get all the work done. Right, yeah, but, no reporting whatsoever. Right, right. They have no visibility into what's happening into the project. Right. At some point, sometimes several months down the road, they find out they're in trouble, and then all of a sudden, yeah. the manager wants to get into the details and do the reports. Yeah, and, all and that in kind fact, of stuff. I've seen organizations. In fact, I'm pretty sure yours was one of them where people actually well, say, is it, "You're getting ready to say something negative." No, here? no, because no, I'm no, sure no, it wasn't no, not yours. I'm just saying, in general, the company. What happens is companies then say three months later, "Let's figure out a process for how we solve broken projects," and that's the wrong thing. It's like if you don't put the lug nuts on the tires real well. And the tire falls off. The company shouldn't be in the business figuring out how can we cover, create a makeshift tire so we can get to the next filling right. station. What we should yeah, be doing is saying, how do we put the lug nuts on right? And, and the way you do that is ask for more frequent reporting in the beginning. But for some reason, if the cause and effect in professional operations are are somewhat distant, right? If, if the incident and the outcome are separated in today's world by more than two or three or four weeks. People forget the incident. And you have to fight pretty hard to get somebody to say, this is not the problem. This project didn't fail today. It failed six or eight weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, you saw it. It happens all the time. And the solution is not, let's figure out a way to fix broken projects. Let's just have good projects at the beginning. Beginnings are delicate time. Yes. Well, so, this, but you got to convince me a little bit. Because even, even today during the conference, we got a little bit of a pushback in terms of micromanagement. Maybe this, this, no, this not daily... No, not from this suite of group. No, 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 no. They never do that. <laughs> okay. So we got a little pushback there in terms of this being maybe a little assertive, a little bit more, yeah. a little, maybe micromanagement even. So yeah. Okay, so that, that, let's be clear. True. Effective managers know that reporting and how to dole out reporting frequently or not as frequently is a competitive advantage. They know it's, it's okay to be a bit assertive about reporting to reduce the chances that you get down to the details of the actual tasks and then you're down in the weeds and you don't have time to be in the weeds of all the projects you are involved in, your team is involved in, if in fact you're a busy manager. So the question, I, I guess what you're asking is why is it okay to be a bit assertive about reporting while the common wisdom, which is wrong but for different reasons, is that one oughtn't be assertive about planning or actions, right? Let's just not be mm -hmm. assertive. Let's trust our people. And I'll tell you, when people say, well, I don't think you trust me, uh, it really bothers me. Okay, think about it for a minute. It's not micromanagement because we're not telling the direct how to do something. It's not, okay? Right. And look, telling somebody that how to do something is really only the start of micromanaging. That's not the, that's not the end all and be all. Yeah. If you tell your directs every once in a while how to do something, you're not a micromanager. You're simply giving very specific guidance. Don't be afraid of that, okay? We're not telling folks what to do here. We're not. We're going to let them come up with their own plan, which we'll talk about in a minute, right? We're not telling them how to do what they're going to do, right? That's part of micromanagement too. How could we tell them what, how to do what they're going to do when they're going to get to decide what they're going to do, right? We don't mm, even know how they're going to do it. And think about this, how else are your directs going to learn planning skills if you don't ask them to plan some efforts and then you get to observe how reasonable and effective their plans are so you can help them get better, right? This is all planning stuff as opposed to work. So we're going to let them attack the problem the way they see fit. Okay, so you're going to let them come up with a plan. Yeah. You're not going to tell them how to do it. Yeah. But you're going to demand a plan. Yeah, yeah, I don't think of myself as demanding. Sure. I'm going to say, dude, it's yours. Come okay. up with a plan. Dude. Okay. People who know you, right. you use demand. Okay. I, just want, I just want to clue you that in on that. That makes you happy. Whatever floats your boat, dude. Okay. So. So. Now, so what if, they're, what if their plan's whacked? What if it's off? 
Well, you fire them, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Perfect. It's okay. You guys can laugh if you want. In a podcast. Okay. So look, the first response is a good question. First response is, how would you know whether it was or wasn't if you didn't ask for a plan? Right? I mean, point. seriously, how do you know whether they're on track or not unless there's some plan? And is anybody seriously going to sit in front of me and say, I have to plan all the actions of my directs? Or there's really only three options. You're going to do the planning, they're going to do the planning, or we're not going to have a plan. I mean, seriously, when you say, oh, I don't want my directs to do it, so fine, you do it, right? What, what happens then? The manager breaks. It does, it, that model absolutely doesn't work, right? Oh, the manager doing it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried that one time. You know what happened? Yeah, yeah. The plan went awry, as they always do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it became my fault, yeah. right? And, and if, if, like, if I had done the planning, it would have been on time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't and, like that. And, and look, this is the Achilles heel of so many folks who are opposed to the manager tools a little bit more assertive than the normal, which the normal is so whacked out, it doesn't matter, right? But th th they say, just give it to me. Uh, give me the work, I'll figure it out. And they say, isn't it true that the person who does the work ought to be the one to decide how it's done? It's false, but, but it's a frequent argument. Right. The issue here is separating the work of, of the individual from the needs of the organization. The best work is done by workers who have a good deal of latitude. They get to plan their own work. They get to work their own plan. But the organization is best served by knowing the status of that work. Right? That's the key. The organization is not ambivalent here. They're not agnostic about the work. The organization, you and your bosses and everybody else who's affected by their work, they're entitled to know what the status is. And who's the best person to report on the status? The person actually doing the work. By the same token, who's the best person to plan the work of themselves? Themselves, right? So we let them plan the work and because we're responsible for the organization, we say, and here's the reporting that mm. will help us make sure that your work is what needs to be done and we don't get too far off track along the way. Effective managers aren't willing to give up what the organization needs because the direct feels put upon or overmanaged or, or, or says, nobody's ever done this to me before. I'm like, no, sorry, you haven't had a good boss before. Too bad. This is the way professionals do it. They ask for frequent reporting. Look, think about how often really, really good external vendors are. They ask for frequent checkups early on in the process oh, yeah. to make sure they're on Absolutely. track, right? And the ones that are bad are say, you could trust us. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We don't need any oversight. And really, really smart company, Cisco did this for years when they bought a company. They had a checklist and they just opened the book and they, you just ran the checklist. And the checklist was like every two hours for a purchase of another company, right? They didn't think it was a merger. They said, we're, we're purchasing you and here's how it's going to work, right? They did it. Why? Because they know that way worked. And people didn't say, oh, they're micromanaging the acquisition. No, people said, Cisco's really good at acquisitions. Why? Because they manage it. Not because they micromanage it. They just managed it. I, I made a mistake one time. We had a vendor come and do some work. And it was trust me, and they were known yeah, the, the best in the industry at what they did. And several months later, and five million dollars later, yeah, it all fell apart. And here's the thing: I, mean, I actually was, think that trust me, I could be wrong about this off the top of my head. This is not in the show notes, and yet I'll tell you this: I think when people say trust me, I think it's a really dangerous. It's almost like a, a hand grenade that the pin is not yet pulled, but it's on the table. Because in order for you then to assist on assertive management, assertive reporting, uh, reporting that's really professional and probably, yeah, it is assertive, but it's not aggressive. When they say, trust me, they're making the opposite of what they say, you don't trust me. And I find mm. that to be not fair, not, uh, even though fairness is not something I think a lot about, I don't think that's effective for the relationship. What they're oh. saying is, you have to do it my way, whatever I say is my way, because otherwise you don't trust me. And you know what the Russians say? Trust but verify, yeah. right? You yeah, I trust you, and oh, by the way, you're being managed, so give me a report. Right. You know what they're doing? They're starting off the relationship with you as a manager yep. by saying, hey, 
don't perform your managerial responsibility. Yeah, exactly. And that's no way to start a relationship, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So look, we want the direct to make choices. We want the direct to be creative. We want them to give it their best, which is often what they think themselves, right? That's what they want. And we don't work for the direct, right? We work for the company. And the company's needs are genuine, they're reasonable, they're fair. So let's let the direct come up with a plan. But, or, oh, modern mark, here somewhere. Yeah, let's let the direct come up with a plan. And, okay, let's see it before they start, okay? Maybe they need help with their plan, right? I need to look at it. If they've never planned something before, guess what? Their first plan is gonna stink up the joint and they need some help, right? If you see it's a really bad plan, don't let them act on the plan. Say, hey, let's Oh no, it's a not, not, not a coaching no, opportunity. Hey, can I give some feedback for five that plan? Can I give some feedback? Wow, is that a bad plan? Or something like that. And I don't know, maybe that wasn't the model. Experience. That's the idle right? behavior, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Um, or maybe it'll be perfect and it'll surprise us and we'll wanna give them some positive feedback. But you definitely look at the plan. You let them come up with a plan. I don't know what to do. Well, I didn't ask you what you know. Do what you can. Come up with what you think and then come back to me. Any right? specific things you look for in the plan itself? Yeah. Daily reporting early. Daily reporting early. When do projects get off track? Early. Projects do not go well for months and months and months and months and nothing changes and suddenly it gets off track. I, 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 yeah. That was just my projects. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Projects, the projects that are going to be successful are successful in the first month. Right? Yep. If it's a year-long project, if the first month goes well, it gets done. Right? Now, yeah, budgets come in and things change and projects get put aside. That's something different. But if a project goes from start to finish, the ones that didn't turn out well, start out well. Right? That's what they do. And why do they start out well? Because they're frequent measurement. If somebody says to me, Mark, I just feel like all these, me all these reporting, it's all, it's all measurement. Yeah, it is. Right? And companies have to report quarterly. We, have, we look at their stock price every 15 minutes. People are trading based on the stock. All kinds of things. If you're going to stand in the wave, the tidal, the tidal wave of metrics and reporting today, you're nuts. It's not going to happen. There's so much of our professional lives that can be measured that are not yet measured that promi I promise you the measurements are coming. That the idea that, oh, well, I don't want to be checked on every day about my progress. Look, I don't want to check on you. I want you to tell me you got something done. I'm not trying to find out something was wrong. I want you to tell me everything went well. Right. And then the absence of that is something I need to know as well. I'm not looking to find you an error. I'm looking to give you positive feedback. And the only way I can do that is if there's a metric I can compare you against well, rather than just yeah. things are going good. There's a lot of managers we hear these days, they, particularly those who have remote directs, right? They tell us that, well, I don't have enough opportunities to give feedback. I don't see, I don't see yeah. them enough, right? They're in, in Sacramento, I'm in Virginia, so I don't have an opportunity to give them feedback. Well, right. here's one of those opportunities, right? Yeah. This is, get, provides you tons of opportunities to give feedback, both yep. positive and negative. Exactly. If they're on track, tell them so. If they're not, tell them so. You use the feedback model. It's no big deal, right? Today during the, the conference, right, we, we, I gave seven bits of feedback to four people positive on the right, three people negative on the left, and when I asked what the difference was, they all said nothing, no difference. Seven seconds per feedback, total of 51 seconds, yeah. I think. Smart right? group. It's a smart group. Yeah, it's a really smart group. Um, and if they're not, if they're off track, consider that in your planning about everything else you have going on. You get what you're required to know and they get what they need from you. That is good management. You get to know about the reporting, about the status, and they get guidance from you about their plan and they get positive feedback if they're doing well. That's what management is. Management mm -hmm. is not the opposite of trust. Management is a way to achieve trust. That's what good managers do. Okay, okay but surely, with a six-month project, they're doing daily reporting 
day after day after day. I mean, you're not. Oh yeah, suggesting... five days. It's a re it's a regular baton death march. Five okay. days. Well, okay, so you're, 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 so you're saying we don't do this forever. We're no. not doing daily reporting forever. Yeah, look, after after a week, Matt will like that. Right after a week, <laughs> right? Plan for twice weekly, weekly reporting after one week. Once you've started a project, the director's made some progress. There's no need to overburden them with reporting. Now, I would probably disagree with the average manager on the definition of un overburden. That's okay. I would also say, how many projects have you and I seen between the two of us, right? And if you had to pick on a scale of zero to 100, zero being grossly overburdened with reporting, and or, I'm sorry, 100 being grossly overburdened with reporting, and zero being no reporting at all, where would you say the averages of all the projects you, you just what's your gut call? It's not in the show notes. So My project or other No, other across the projects. board, all the projects you've ever seen and all the organizations you've ever been with. I don't know, 20 or 30. Yeah, 20 or 30. Yeah. I mean, at worst, at worst, it ought to be 50, right? Yeah, that's, but it's twenty or thirty. No, I would have said 30, 35, 40, Right. That's so it. most man, I tell you, it's so bad. In most cases, most managers have absolutely no clue as to status of their project. Yeah. They, literally, they could probably throw a, a dart at a dartboard and and, you know, and it would just tell them whether or not tell them whether they're right. you know, red or green. Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting? When you say managers don't know what the status of their their, uh, their project is, by definition, that means the project's in trouble. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even if everything is technically green, but they don't know it, if the manager doesn't know it, if you don't know, what's your action? Immediately, go find out, right? And if you're going to find out and it takes you to five minutes to find out when in fact it would have taken one minute from your direct to tell you you're green on everything and here are the things we agreed to measure on and I'm green on everything, you just spent five minutes of managerial time as opposed to one minute of direct time. It's literally, there, there's no way around it reporting, assertive reporting back up. Um, up the chain to tell the organization what it needs to know is the way to ensure that future work is done well also. Yeah. What about those folks? I know I hear this, I've heard this before. I actually, a long time ago, may have actually said it, which is, hey, if all I'm doing is reporting, I'm not going to have any time to get the actual work done. Yeah, I, I actually, I think some people may, may laugh at this because I said it several times. I actually said it in a whiny voice. How am I going to have enough time to do this if all I'm doing is reporting? It's so, That's exactly what it sounds yeah, like, though. Dude, you got so, it perfectly. For as smart as technical people are, it's like, dude, you just seem so dumb when you say it that way. It's disingenuous at best, and at worst, it's totally self-serving, right? Now, look, on the other hand, I totally like the idea of less reporting. If yeah. I know every single time you're going to meet all your deliverables, then I don't need that much reporting from you. And I'm just thinking, in the last month, you've not missed a single deliverable, right? Neither have I, right? right. I mean, everybody's listening to this, right? Yeah. We don't miss deliverables. Nobody misses deliverables. In fact, why bother managing? Yeah, everybody misses deliverables all the time, and so therefore we need a, a way to address that. And the cheapest investment we can make in having the organization know whether or not something's on time or not is whether it is to have the person who's doing the work to report on it. And if you have a brilliant producer, an arrogant producer, referring to that cast, who says, I won't report, say you need to find another job somewhere else then. Just let them go. Get, you know, obviously take your time, take nine months and get rid of them because reporting is not optional. It's an important part of what we do. So look, that said, we don't want them spending more time reporting than they absolutely have to. In that first week, we want daily reports, and we want, we want deadlines each day about what's going to be done and so on. And if you hit all five or all seven or all ten of your deadlines, whatever you want to call a week, then after that first week, with daily reporting, lighten the load. Go to twice-weekly updates. Things are still starting, but they're not in those delicate first few days. And think about it. Remember, we often tell people about one-on-ones. If you do one-on-ones monthly, then you know they don't work. 
and people hate them because right. they have to get ready for them each time. And you know exactly what it's like to be on a monthly steering committee where you meet every month, right? What happens is you ignore it for three and a half weeks and then you get ready for the meeting and the moment you walk out of the meeting, sure. you don't do anything for the next three and a half weeks, right? Yeah. Same thing <laughs> with, if you don't have any reporting the first few days of a project, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna set the project aside and go, it's really not due for another couple of months, right? And people respond to deadlines, and so you need to give them more frequent deadlines. Well, that's the whole that, point, right? You want to get the initial, the initial week of the, the project, you want to have great success. You want to get it going. Exactly. You want to create some momentum. Yeah. So why are we still going to ask for a short email, say on Thursday and Tuesday, or maybe it's Wednesday and Friday? Why are we going to ask for a status update? Because it works, right? We ask, are the tasks all done? What, what tasks are due and are they done? What's our next three days worth of, you know, looking like in terms of success and so on? So we want an email. It doesn't have to be on a special web page or anything. Just send us an email. Here's the status. We're, we're green on everything. We're yellow on this, but I've got a plan. What are the risks upcoming? You can come up with your own questions, whatever questions work for whatever industry, whatever, right. whatever area of the business you're in. Or you can just rely on a simple task Status reporting. Here are all the tasks, and is it green, is it amber, or is it red? And that gives you a quick sense of things. And you only have to do that twice a week in the second week. Yeah. It feels, it feels kind of like a small thing, but I, I suspect for a lot of folks, it will seem like a reward, right? I was, yeah. I was reporting every, every day for the first week, and then the second week, I'm going to twice a week. It feels like, okay, you recognize my good work. Yeah, and at the same time, some people say, oh, you trust me. And you got to say, dude, I trusted you before, Okay. What did Cromwell say? Trust, trust in God, but keep your powder dry, right? So, yeah, I trust you, and this is management, and manager is a way to get to more trust. I trust you now, and, oh, by the way, please report, okay? Um, I imagine a CEO going to a quarterly uh, earnings call and saying, dudes, we did good, right? Oh, yeah, well, we kind of like to know the numbers. Oh, don't you trust me? <laughs> you know what they'd say? No, right? Oh, but I'm the CEO. You should trust me. I'm an honest guy. So no, so, so, not so, so much. So if their quarterly earnings report goes, goes well, then... You think at some point they might come back and say, well, and I'd just report semi-annually. That's yeah, fine. that's fine. fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, fine. it didn't work that Not way. so much, okay. right? Um, so look, we've talked about this before. It bears repeating. Reporting is a part of anybody's job. Folks don't like it, but that doesn't invalidate it as a managerial responsibility. You have to report. If you don't get reports from your directs, what are you going to do? Are you going to make stuff up based on what your gut is telling you about a given project? Oh, yeah, that's really good. Hang your butt out in the wind. Oh, I've seen it. Right? Yeah. If you've ever felt guilt or fear or stress because you have to report without full knowledge, surely you can agree with us here. The fact is, absent reporting, tasks are not assumed to be done. Absent reporting from your directs, you can't say affirmatively, affirmatively that tasks are done. And truth be told, if tasks are not reported as being done, what does your gut tell you? They're not done, yeah. right? I mean, and how often are you wrong? Your gut is right. Yeah. Most of your directs don't hide good news, right? Yeah, they don't. Oh, oh right. good so, news, don't want to share that. And it's not that I don't trust them. It's that I'm obligated to report truthfully. And if I don't have the truth, I have to assume the negative as a way of being conservative, right? This is just conservative, assertive management. That's all it is. And Matt, it even gets better. Now, assuming there's some success here, we get to go to weekly. Why am I beating up on Matt? I don't know. I, 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 I like Matt. I don't know. He's, we're we're talking, you, can't, later, you, can't, you can't hear him yeah. on, the, on look, the show. He's actually smiling. So just Okay, good. Well, look, the fact is when success warrants it, when in the first week they get all their, t their tasks done, they're on track. In the second week they give us two updates and they're on track again. Then you go to weekly reporting when they've done it. Now, if they haven't been on track, stick with bi-weekly until they get on track. And they have two or three weeks in a row where they'd meet the bi-weeklies and then say, okay, let's go to weekly, right? Weekly, but being make standard it, reporting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If most of the tasks are getting done and getting done all the time, you go to standard reporting. Although, although I suspect some folks may react, yeah. they may not think that weekly, it seems hard for me, for me to believe, but 
the fact yeah, I, that yeah. some people believe but, that weekly reporting is not standard reporting, that they're not synonymous. Yeah, there's a good, there, maybe as many as half of the people who are listening right now are like, yeah, I don't know, I didn't know that reporting, I didn't know that weekly reporting was standard reporting, but in fact it is. Let it go, let it go that you didn't know that, and change your managerial behavior. Weekly reporting is the longest time you want to wait to hear about status. Don't ever go to monthly reporting. Don't ever do it. Right. Don't ever do it. You're yeah. not the organization. You're not going to go to quarterly reporting, right? That's what the organization has to report. And you're not going to go to monthly because you're a manager, right? If you have financials come out every month, financials can be monthly because there's no way to get weeklies, although often managers, executives do figure out a way to do that. But for a manager, for the average manager, for a director, even for a junior executive and so on, weekly reporting is the longest time you want to wait before you hear about the status of any given project. That makes a lot of sense. That's how people think about their, their work life, right? I think about this week, I think what's coming yeah. next week, but I am thinking about three weeks out. I'm certainly not thinking about a month out on a regular basis. Yeah. I tend, tend to think in terms of weeks. Things we do less often than weekly tend to become back burner issues. We've talked about that before. Back burner projects means low chance of success. Us coming back to them with a vengeance and surprising our directs, that's what happens. You don't, you don't manage a project. You don't get reports on it. And suddenly it's important to you two months later and you've been, you've been ignoring it. You've been, you've been essentially providing it with benign neglect as a management technique and then even though directs may know, intellectually know they're accountable, they also want some steadiness from us about how we mm. check on things. They don't like boss surprises. They don't like protocol changes from the boss. They don't like priority changes from the boss. If we do have to change priorities, that's fine. Okay, it happens. But when the priority change is because we've just neglected something for a period of weeks because we didn't want to measure it more frequently because we didn't want to hurt their feelings because we want to send a message we didn't trust them. And now we think it's important and we think they ought to be up to speed even if we haven't given them any attention along the way. Look, those are the moments that are more about us using our role power to get what we need from somebody rather than training people. Don't go longer than a week without reporting on your results. In fact, don't even say to yourself, I'm the manager who demands weekly reporting. Say, I'm the manager who has trained my directs that you never go longer than a week without reporting on your status so that people around you can always know to count on you regarding status and you'll be truthful about it. It's not that you insist on receiving it. It's that you've trained your directs that they're good about presenting it. All the time. Yeah, it's interesting because my experience has been that a lot of priority changes occur several levels down in an organization because several levels up in an organization, there's not a lot of reporting. Right. One of the organizations responsible for this, this, this overall delivery, this project, is off who knows where, but they're not going to meet their deliverable. And so what happens is there's a ripple effect because yep. marketing's already committed yep. to the advertising. They've got yep. a $10 million yep. spend somewhere. Oh, They've already oh. committed to the spend. It's happening. The, product, the pro product is being launched. And so guess what? Other people need to respond to make up for whatever mistake that, 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 that's out there such that the product can launch. Right? Exactly. And it comes, across, it comes down as a priority change. It's not a priority change. Right. It's just poor management. Just poor management along the way. Between the beginning and the point where there's a priority change, right? And all you have to do is have some steadiness, and then there's not the priority change, and everybody begins to understand why you're doing what you're doing, and it's not micromanaging anymore. It's just, this is the way we handle projects. We handle them professionally, we're a little bit assertive, and we get early warning before everybody else does, and the people down our food chain end up not having those priority changes foisted on them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we started off with every day, we went to twice a week, we went to weekly. Ever a time when we might 
go back to more frequent? Yeah, look, if, if they start missing deadlines, right? Remember, beginnings are delicate times. In the beginning, we go, to, or we go to the maximum frequency every day, and then we go to twice weekly if they prove they can do it. But if, in fact, you're going through a delicate time, you're missing some deadlines, right? I mean, everybody's got these project plans that last 13, 18, 25 weeks, and it's as if every single thing will be done exactly on time, right? Oh, well, my project, and, oh, yeah. yeah. And they never are. Yeah. They never are, right? Everybody's got a plan until they got hit, until they get hit. So how do you solve that? Look, if there's a problem three weeks in, you're back in a delicate time. You go back to an earlier standard. So if you've been doing weekly, and then suddenly there's some bobbles along the way, well, we've got some reds, I'm a little bit behind on this, boom, we go to twice weekly. But doesn't that become overmanaging now? I mean, no, uh, no, no. Look, the issue is not whether you should manage to a deadline daily or weekly or quarterly. The question is, do you know enough to be an effective trustee for the organization about the resources that are reapplying to that, to that given project. If they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you have to assert yourself. The mistake that most managers make is say, let me get down to the details. Let me tell you what you're doing wrong, and I'll help yeah. you get work Let me start done. doing the work. Yeah, exactly. Right? Instead of increasing Completely the reporting. Right? It's managerial economics 101. It's a violation of that fundamental principle. And it's too much effort when, in fact, what you need to do is just send a message. Okay, that's fine. Give me two reports next week. I want to know that you're back green on this stuff, or at least out of red, and you're yellow at least, and I want to know that, you know, I, that at the end of the week, we're going to be back to all green. And if we get back to all green next week, I'll go back to twice a week status. But if you're red in week five, and you don't check on things in the middle of week six, and you're red again in week six, that's not your direct's problem. That's your problem. You're supervising a red project. Why? Because apparently you're willing to oversee something that's out of whack, that's, not, that's a waste of resources. What should we do? We don't need to go down there and do the work because, again, that's a waste of time. What we do is we increase the reporting so we can have more frequent opportunities to say, okay, back on track. Yeah, if you're in a difficult time, and you're not having more frequent reporting, then how do you have any confidence whatsoever that the right steps are being yeah. taken, the right actions are being taken, oh, that a week from yeah. now, you oh, will be green? I can tell you why, because I trust but, my people. That's my confidence. Well, yeah, you trusted them last week, and apparently they were right. got you in the red. I've got right? you a lot of good stuff, right? How'd that work people, for you? People may totally perceive this as a lack of trust, but it is neither. It's just managing. What most managers would do in the event of multiple missed deadlines is to get involved in the activities of the work. What are you doing? How did you miss this? What are you doing wrong? But that's probably more than what's called for when things first start to go wrong, as indicated by your reporting. The thing is, too many managers don't have enough early warning that something isn't right. And without regular or even frequent reporting, most managers don't know what is going on and so have to get involved at a deeper level than they want to about work as opposed to the status of work. You're not doing the work. Yeah. You're not being paid to do the work. You're supposed to oversee the status so of the work. So delve down into the status not the work itself. Exactly, right. yeah. There's something a lot of folks don't understand about reporting. Reporting is not designed to inform others of accomplished activities. It's not. It's not status. It's not extra work as punishment. Obviously, it's not that. It is not remedial planning. Obviously, it's not that. It's not extra work. Reporting's purpose is to help other people make decisions. Others are affected by the work we do. All work done internally in an organization is connected in some way to all other work. The limited resources of the firm require that choices be made about what work to do and when to do it and how to do it and who to do it. This is corny, but think about a train schedule. You can't control the train coming into the station. You can't change its arrival time. You're not on the train, okay? But knowing whether it's going to be on time or not, and if not, by how much it's not, it's still valuable information that can help you to decide what to do in the interim. Right. right. And the sooner you know that, the better, right? Yeah. If I know the train's not going to show up, I can make a decision. Right. Exactly. I can call a friend to get a car, for yeah. example. If you've ever appreciated the value of the, knowing the timeliness of a given 
schedule, whether it's going to be reported to you or not, whether the train is going to show up or not, you appreciate the value of reporting, even when the reporting itself doesn't change the value or the outcome necessarily. Your knowledge about it helps you make different decisions. I need to put off that big meeting I was going to have next week because apparently one of my projects is going in the red. I have a chance to move that meeting back a week, but if I don't know that and I scheduled that meeting this week and now I'm in the middle of the meeting when this project goes bad, that was me not knowing because I didn't have the status the previous week. I didn't have frequent enough status to tell me I may need to move my meeting around. Had I known, I wouldn't have scheduled this meeting. But I didn't know. And why didn't I know? Because I'm at fault. Not you, not my direct. I'm at fault because I didn't have the status reporting in place. It's kind of like an airline. I'm, I'm, I'm a pilot, so I think about these kind of things. But it's almost like doing a course correction. Hey, you can only make a course correction every thousand miles. You'd be way wow. off. Yeah. So what happens is, in action plane, if you're an autopilot, it makes a course correction like every two feet. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because it's of that, constantly. you never get far off. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, this is just like, you know what? Organizational status reporting and getting frequent input from your directs is just the opposite of giving frequent feedback, right? Yeah. You're constantly making small adjustments. You don't wait until you're in the ditch and then jerk everybody around in the car. You make small adjustments. And status the people reporting in the room is organizational see my, feedback, See right? my hand on top of the steering wheel going back and forth, right? That's what it is. It's organizational feedback. That's all it is. When things aren't going well, when deadlines are being missed, the first line of defense for effective managers is not to get into the weeds, not solve problems for the directs, but rather to increase how often they get reporting on status to help them make more frequent decisions about this and other related activities. Don't start by getting into the details. Start by asking for more frequent status reporting. It's that simple. Okay, so we're on point number five. Yeah. Ask the director to develop the plan based on the reporting guidelines. Yeah, we've so, already really, right, we've, we've, we've alluded yeah, to that, right? We've already really alluded to that, right? When assigning work, ask the director is going to do the work to come up with a plan for their work. Yeah, you could probably do it faster. You high C's of the world, you yellow dot people, yeah, you can do it faster and you could do it better and it'll be more perfect and it will always be yours and they won't like it as much as theirs. And they won't learn Even if their plan is this. not as good as yours, they will enact their plan with more vigor than they will with yours. And if they're not like you, if they're not a yellow dot, if they're not a high C, boy, they'll really not like it. And, and you think, will wow. forever be doing the planning. Yeah, exactly. Right? They'll never get better at it, right? So how are they going to learn it if you're the one always doing it? So look, here's a shocker for you. All those who complain that reporting is micromanaged and then don't complain who, about a boss who sets out the plan and schedule, they have it totally backwards, right? Yeah. What you'd much rather have is let them, let my boss, let me do it. I'll do it. And then I'd rather have more frequent reporting rather than saying, oh, no, 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 don't, don't let my boss come up with the schedule and then don't check on me. It's exactly the opposite of what you want. The only deadline you need to give people when you first start out assigning a project or a, ta a series of tasks to a direct is give them one deadline, which is the time to get back to you with their plan. You review their plan, you make changes if you have to, or suggestions if you want to. If they have included reporting, as we've suggested, tell them to recalibrate the plan. And the first couple of times they do it, they're not going to have it right. They're going to have all just keep you updated in the one-on-one. -on -one. And you say, uh-uh, uh-uh, yeah. I want daily reporting the first week. And they say, what? Daily reporting. Well, I don't have any tasks that last a day. Okay, you need to come up with some tasks that last a day to prove to me that you're on track with those tasks. And they're like, wow, that seems a little bit micromanaging to me. Nope, it's not. Trust me, it's not. Right? Have you ever been a manager before? No? Okay. Right? What's that line from Schwarzkopf? You, um, you ever been in a minefield? <laughs> no? Okay. Um, look, it's simple. Plan your work and work your plan. Save yourself the time by having them plan their work in order for them to work their plan, and then they get to learn from doing, and provide them input on the reporting early on. Good. 
Now, I know you don't like odd numbers of bullets, so I guess for bullet six, you had, <laughs> you had to come up with something like completely yeah, obvious. I just made it. I totally right, made it up. giving Let's positive it. feedback when they yeah, meet Yeah, I totally skipped it. Their, I spent uh, hours writing this cast just for you and our audience, but no, it's okay. Fine. We'll skip number six. Now, <laughs> look, the fact is we're talking so much about people's pushback on, on reporting, but a lot of times people do the work we want them to do. They do it when they're supposed to do it, and that's a good thing. When a deadline, one of the first, one of the last deadlines, a short deadline, a long deadline, any deadline is met, Tell people, hey, can I give you some feedback? When you meet a deadline, that rocks. I love it. Thank you. Okay? Tell people that they're doing it well. When you meet a deadline, I appreciate it. I know I can focus elsewhere. Thank you. And here's something else. I don't know that we've ever said this before on a cast, but I remember writing this uh, when I wrote this cast. The absence of negative feedback is not the same thing as positive feedback. Right? And I think a lot of managers mistakenly draw an inference without even thinking about it, which is, I didn't give you negative feedback, so therefore you're, you're good to go. The absence mm. of negative feedback is not the same thing as positive feedback. When a direct does something to plan, give them positive feedback. Don't say, the plan was what was supposed to happen, and so therefore no feedback is necessary. If you want more people doing according to plan, give them positive feedback, because that will encourage future behavior just like the one, what you've done. Reward them, if you will, for meeting deadlines, and guess what you'll get? More met deadlines. Exactly right. So look, wrapping up, embrace early, frequent, even daily reporting. I know some of you are pushing back on that, but we're right. Sorry. Plan for twice weekly reporting after one week. If they, if they meet those first week's day-to-day deadlines, right, then say, okay, good. We're on the right track. Let's go to twice a week. And if, if after a couple of twice a weeks in a row where they meet all the deadlines in a, way, then, in a row, then fine. Go to weekly reporting when their success warrants it. If you have to, increase the frequency of reporting when something goes off track. Rather than getting down to the weeds of the work, focus on increasing the frequency of the reporting so you can get more frequent updates and maybe provide input without actually having to do the work. All this is based on point five, which is the direct actually develops the plan based on the reporting guidelines. That helps them get better at planning. And the second time they come up with a plan, they're going to have that daily reporting that first week and then bi-weekly reporting for the next couple of weeks until they earn the right to go to weekly reporting. And then lastly, don't forget that the absence of negative feedback is not positive feedback. And so when you've got somebody meeting deadlines, then you want to give them positive feedback. And it's easy. If you meet all the deadlines on a project, guess what? <laughs> you're gonna get, the project's going to finish on time and probably on budget as well. If you start missing deadlines, what are the chances you're going to finish on time? Not very good Not very unless good. you get more aggressive, more assertive, and getting it back on track. Why do that? Just check things more frequently. With all the worry about micromanagement, in our opinion, I don't think it's an issue in the world today. Every once in a while, there are micromanagers, but I bet it's one in 20,000. Literally, I think it's that few. The problem with being responsible for the output of others in the modern world is not micromanagement, it's undermanagement. We managers too often want to extend trust, that we then want to underverify, and when more frequent reporting gives us early clues, when in fact more frequent reporting gives us early clues and also includes the increases the opportunity to reward directs who start well, who then and then that makes them want to, to finish the project in a good light. Manage tightly in the beginning and give yourself the opportunity for more success later on. Your directs will appreciate it, even if at first they feel like there's a bit of a pushback that's necessary. That's awesome. It. Good. Thanks, dude. And thank you all for being here while we did this. Thanks, folks. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you all again next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.